Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'll take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I'll take you for a ride when you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. Derek Sagan. Hey. Welcome. Here I am. It's been a while. I'm drinking. Why you been avoiding this place? <laughs> it's fucking far. You've been acting like there was like a, some kind of pandemic or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very... I'm, even just sitting here right now, I'm like, oh my God, there are germs on this table. I'm very... <laughs> oh, it's been taken care of. <laughs> like I give a fuck. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Poseidon personally don't spit everywhere. <laughs> Good. Oh, he lies all this motherfucker. Doesn't play games. How you been? What happened to your podcast? Bacon or bacon? You and Abdul Butt, no new episode for three months. Yeah. Are you guys playing games with me? I told you guys you have to be consistent. I know. And right like two weeks after you said that, I kind of just got up. I don't feel like it. And I think we both uh, we, we both handled the pandemic very differently, I'd say. Okay. Uh, and it just simultaneously, his, wherever he went, was the same time I went into a lazy hole. I started to have a lot of free time uh, no a lot of the zoom things a lot of shows like all the corporates yeah. making a lot of money make finally it wasn't struggling anymore so i didn't feel like oh i gotta invest in this podcast that in five years might generate a thousand dollars a year you know i don't know and the last couple episodes we did be it because of where abdul's my headspace was or because where my headspace was or what was happening in the pandemic of you know frustration like okay in 21 days we're gonna open back up and then no, no, fuck, we're closing back down for six months or whatever i was getting frustrated and then we would talk about things and we we mindfully tried to not talk about the pot uh, about the the pandemic right. all the time and then inevitably okay two minutes of light fun hey did you hear about the uh fucking there was a typhoon or a lot of, i don't know and then we end up fucking pandemic everyone's again. pissed yeah so we're back in it again and we didn't agree on a lot of things i just i felt like it was we were bickering for an hour so I wasn't motivated to get... Anyway, we're going to pick it back up again. You think it would be more helpful if you're in the same fucking studio? Because I think it's not the same dynamic when you're on Skype or Zoom or whatever. I agree. And he was uncomfortable with that, which is fine. But Oh, like, yeah, yeah, face to face, yeah, yeah. But I was like, Abdul, we've known each other. You, we, we toured together for years. Like, really, the fuck coronavirus is what you're worried about? You've seen my fucking lifestyle. You should be afraid of hepatitis fucking scabies there's fucking, a chance i have aids like chlamydia <laughs> yeah like there's tons of things that you should be more worried about than this fucking cough but anyway uh and that's again i still i contend we before we went on the air we talked a little bit about of all you know just critical thinking and no we're not scientists but we read as much as we can about the thing and we come up with our own idea of what it is uh so i actually have a theory that I have such an unhealthy lifestyle that uh, the virus, it's a virus, it's a living thing, right? The virus is a living thing that you can see moving on a little fucking thing in your microscope or whatever. It's a living thing. Fucking living. This is not a hospitable host for any living thing. Doesn't want to stay there. Everybody comes in and just like, uh, uh, oh, it's so smoky in here. I can't. Is that leprosy? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. It's just my dog is constantly getting germs jumping off of me like we can't live here and just fucking go live in my dog's ass uh, i'm not too nervous anymore uh i shouldn't have been in the beginning but i was i panicked but anyways all that to say 
I'm hoping that things will open up soon. Things are slowly starting to go back to normal. I mean, the festivals are starting. I hope so. We had 8,000 people outside the Bell Center at the hockey game. And then they set a cop car on fire. And the only thing, that, yeah, the, nobody, I didn't hear of any like new wave or outbreak or super spreader event. I just heard a lot of people had fucking runny eyes from the tear gas. Wait till September. Unleashed. Once September, October hits, and then they're going to say that it went up again. Because <laughs> now I think a lot of people, even if they get sick, if they're not... Um, Deathly sick. Death, yeah, they won't say anything or they'll stay home. They don't care because it's yeah. summer. Yeah, and people are trying. Like, remember in the States, we would hear like hospitals where guy gets hit by a bus, they would mark the cause yeah, of yeah. death was COVID. My buddy works in the States. He, the, he's a radiologist. He said that they, they were doing shit like that at his hospital. Because they get an extra $200 or something. Mm. And then they realize this sucks. The whole society. And now, now people are clearly dying of COVID and they're like, no, rattlesnake. Yeah, <laughs> rattlesnake lying. bite, yeah. uh, perhaps a broken heart. And they're like, it's fucking Alaska. There's no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's uh, no rattlesnake. There's a zoo. There's a zoo. That We're not locking there. ourselves up again. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's. Uh, did you go out at all for the hockey I, game? I did. And I thought somebody led me to believe that the midnight. No more alcohol was gone because I thought of it was the gone. hockey playoffs. But yeah. no, I see, I couldn't. 12.05, I got downtown. Couldn't get in certain areas. Like Mountain Street from Saint-Jacques was blocked. I couldn't walk up. My daughter was actually up there too. So well, I was well, how they, what do you mean blocked? The fucking SWAT team, helmets and all that shit. I was already drunk enough when I got there though that that didn't even phase me very much. I'm like, oh wait, man. You're like, I'm negotiating with these seven SWAT guys that are standing there with the sticks. I I'm drove like, here drunk. I'm yeah, not scared yeah, of you. Kind of thing. I'm <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm, look at me. You want? He's like, you just walk down that block and then go one block. I'm like, do I look like a guy who could fucking spare a block? I can't. I'm like, come on. I'll, I'll just walk. I'm super quiet. <laughs> anyway <clears throat> they were scared to have a lot of people together on that subject yeah no they were just following orders right these police I don't even get me started on the police but the, the higher up in the police like the flipped over cop car yeah why was there a cop car there Pantelis? why did they park up a, a car a cop car in front of like the fucking uh, casual spa and then leave the car right it's based on 1960s police tactic of let's let the people know that there's a police presence in the yeah, area. Yeah. Let's put up, dude. It's been 25 years. Anytime we can, are enough people, we will fucking destroy that car. That is not intimidating anybody anymore. Not the right people, right? The fucking the mother or whatever with her kid that are trying to have fun at the hockey game. They'll they'll be, oh maybe we shouldn't be here. Clearly the police are expecting trouble. We should leave. No, the fucking troublemaker will be like, all right, when the moment is right, we're just looking at it the whole night. When the moment is right, we're going to fucking totally wreck that thing. Even though I don't agree that you should wreck it because it's there. I think that's stupid. I absolutely don't agree. But I heard something. Why One of my buddies was down there. I heard something interesting because I thought they started breaking shit. They flipped over a cop car and they got tear gassed. But from people that were there, apparently the scenario was different. They were cheering. They were all having fun. And then they got tear gassed. People started crying. And then as soon as they got tear gassed, they got angry and they started breaking and flipping over the car. So that's not the that, that's not going to be on the police report. I know, but that's what bothers me is that I don't agree that if a police car is there, you should flip it over. That's crazy. That's like saying, "Why were you dressed like that?" It's your. It's the same type of logic. Exactly. I'm not. So, I would never condone that anyway. Yeah, Even yeah. After the tear gas, I don't condone it. Two but I don't, don't like the fact. Right. Yeah, but exactly. But I don't like the fact that they would tear gas a group of people who, yes, they were loud before they were even violent. Do you know what the the, the reasoning was? Is because those people were blocking those exit of the Bell Center. Uh, yeah, that's what they said. But how do you by tear gas them? Just ask them to move. They didn't want. Yeah. Just tell the fucking three. There's only 
There's 8,000 out here. They only let 3,000 in the fucking game. Yeah. So tell those people to go out to Saint-Jacques or Lucien Lallier, you know, that tunnel. Yeah, the other exit, through. yeah. Just don't make them go into... Nope, we must disperse, fire exit, fuck it, and then tear gas. You're right, though. My daughter, Jamie, was in that melee or whatever, and she said, no, I didn't see it. Like, I got out of there when my eyes started to fucking yeah. water and I couldn't breathe. And then the cop, and the cop yeah. car still wasn't touched. Yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. The the powers that be, once again, letting us down. Like how... It's 2021. Let's, on s'entend-tu that any person that is keeping up with the fucking news and thing police you know police are up there with the catholic church right now we're not yeah they're not, they don't have the best image we're not yeah we're not all like like but when i was a kid probably you too when you were a kid growing up you know your parent your mother would be like oh, if ever you get lost just go see a policeman or a priest or fucking even a mailman or those never block, a priest but she was block like parent yeah with fine a, remember those red sign in the door in the oh window? yeah the neighborhood watch people yeah, yeah. the block parent is what I'm, I'm much older than you so it's it was different now, I'm t- who do I tell my kids to fuck? I'm like, just look for somebody that looked like me. Somebody who's got some tattoos. Go find a vegan. Look like you don't, yeah. <laughs> and eat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who to tell. You know, I'm, I'm tell- trying to tell my kid, you need to be able to discern somebody's fucking morality and, and goodness just by looking at them. And that's a thing we have to teach our kid now because police is an automatic. Like, I'm, it's terrible. I'm not a racist person, but somehow I'm pre... If you're wearing that uniform, I automatically am like... Mm. Right, well, it's not race-related, but yeah, prejudice I'm exists. Prejudice. You're yeah. going to have prejudice. Just like prejudice exists in items, in people, you're going to have that, right? It's obviously when it falls into race, it's a problem because right. now uh, living your life is going to be weird because you assume that someone of race, color, whatever is this person, yeah. but everyone's individual. But the prejudice on the uniform, it's not your fault because it happens to everyone when someone in a certain uniform repeatedly does the same thing over and over. Like priests, for example, they were getting a pass for a while, a Catholic priest. But now when more and more stuff comes out, you can't help, even if you want to be cool, you can't help have the, the joke, at least in your head. Or right. It sucks, but it's just how we relate things. You know, We correlate one with the other. And it's the, the systemic part, right? This is, we talk about systemic racism, systemic prejudice. I don't have that. I, I don't, I have a predisposition to be uncomfortable, but I have no trouble saying, like I was saying before we went on the air, uh, one of the, um, like two Saturday ago, two Friday ago, the Canadian were playing yeah. against uh, Winnipeg, I think. Yeah. And uh, the Junos happened the same night. And anyway, oh, yeah, the yeah. Canadian won the same night that I was nominated for a Juno. So I did. I broke the rule. Sorry, Monsieur Legault. I know I was a spokesperson and stuff. We were allowed to have 10 people. I had 14 people in my yard making people piss in my bushes. It's not even... You shouldn't go inside. Anyway. You're not allowed in my house. 14 people. Canadien. I, uh, I went on around 10 something. Anyway, the police showed up at my house at 10 to 11 or 10 after 11 at night. On the night of the Canadians, it was the first weekend we were actually allowed to have up to 10 people in our yard. I had 14, but they came and they're taking all our name down. I'm like, what the f-? Luckily, but like I said, I'm predisposed to not like them. So the police walk in my yard and I'm sitting there. I just fin- I just change out of my Juno on-screen clothes, right? Put my T-shirt back on. And I just sit down. And I'm like, hey, whatever. And then police walk in my yard and he's, he walks in and I'm like ready to fucking hate. Yeah, because first of all, uh, why are you strolling in so first, casually? why are you coming in my yard? Yeah, and so, but I, we're all sitting there. So he don't know who... who and then he said, I'm really sorry. Uh, I, you know, like, 
somebody called, so we had to come check it out. There's clearly more people than 10 here, so whose house is this? And the way that he said it, I was like, all right, I'm going to make this easy for him. I'm like, it's my house. And I got up, and I was like, but if he had walked in there with, like, the chip on his shoulder, like a... Say, look at me, I have a fucking Batman utility belt and fucking zip ties and shit. I would have been like, I don't know, we just showed up here. We're kind of squatting here, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Did you, like, who let you in? Get the, Reese, let the dogs out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck this guy. But he, he was nice, so my prejudice went away, and I'm like, you're just doing your job. Some douchebag, and it's my neighbor right next door that fucking called you. So, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll be nice. I'll, so, all to say... I hate it that I feel this prejudice against a uniform, uh, but at least my prejudice is easily revoked, right? And immediately, if you're not a shithead, I'm going to... Well, most people are like, that's why they say for kids, for example, just have them mingle with different people right. to eliminate you know, prejudice if you know, they heard something, whatever, because it goes away right away. The second you start realizing that people are individuals, because there's no guarantee. Like, look at me and Poseidon. We're both Greeks. We grew up in the same neighborhood. We're two completely different people. L- literally nothing genetically or whatever right. which we makes us the same person we we couldn't be more different on most things right but if i mentioned turks to either one of you i bet you both of you fucking have the same fucking <laughs> no i don't mind that <laughs> speaking of <laughs> unjustified prejudice no, i don't i don't mind all we've even on my uh french <laughs> podcast we have a good uh, turkish comedian that we bring on to it's, it. that's it it's like i, I joke sometimes because i'm half irish catholic and half french catholic oh that must so, be tough so anytime I meet like an Irish Protestant, I'm just immediately, you fucking pagan piece of shit. <laughs> like, not that I, I don't believe in yeah, Catholicism. Yeah, just fucking around, either. yeah. It's just, it's part of our culture to fucking hate Irish Protestants, right? Yeah. That's just part of how it, that's how it works. <laughs> no, but I get like, the I don't even believe. I don't give a shit. McGillicuddy, go fuck McGillicuddy, yourself. go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. But it's a joke. It's not real hate. So I'm again, I'm not saying we should all hate the police. I'm saying that the police... No, I don't think that will help at all. The police needs to redeem themselves, though. And yeah. it comes from not the police officers that are... It, it, the structure. Yeah. So getting back to the, the, the riot at the Canadian, uh, tear gas, 10 minutes after the victory, because 3,000 people couldn't get out of a fucking building that normally holds 25,000 people. But he, here's the issue, because I'm starting to see things the way you're seeing them, too. And again, that came that order came from someone. Yeah. No cop, because this is the fucked up thing, is cops always get the blame for whatever decision was made, whether it looks bad or not. So no cop himself is like, you know what? I'm going to start firing. This clearly, for you to fire tear gas, you need to get the approval for it if you're not oh, getting yeah. attacked, right? Oh, yeah. So someone gave, and you know that some of the cops were probably like, this is a bad idea. It's going to pop shit off, you know? But what do you do? You're, yeah. It's like if you're at work, you're working nine to five, your boss tells you, uh, you need to forget this, work on this report. Even though you know you're like, oh man, this is a bigger emergency. Are you sure? Yeah. Fine, and then you work on the wrong thing, and then you get yelled at when there's trouble. It's the same type of thing now. And every policeman is a person. Yeah. Has their own thing. Like, we could generalize and say that, you know, most of them are, they were too dumb to go to plumbing school. There was too much math in plumbing, so let me, (laughs) give me a gun instead. I could say that. I'm not going to say that. But, like, parking the car in front of the Bell Center, that wasn't them that decided, like, oh, yeah, but parking, it's it's not that. Somebody said, this is a strategy. We make them know that there's a police presence, and it completely backfire. <clears throat> but firing tear gas, even if, even if, let's just say that the police car got smashed. There was two police cars, apparently, that got smashed. Even say they got smashed before the tear gas. Yeah. That's still like 25 people that were responsible. Like, I've seen video, and it's like five people 
and then two more will join in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then within 15 minutes, there was 50 policemen standing around the smashed police car. It's too late for the police car. Why are you protecting the fucking police car? <laughs> it's too late uh, for the police car. there's 50 of you now. Arrest those fucking 17 twat that were doing the thing. You're par, man. They're but yeah, I understand them. I, but I understand them being scared because you don't know what's going to happen. Because you have, let's say, fifteen people and you're fifty. But then you don't know if it ends with fifteen people. You don't know if someone's going to come behind you. You. It, it feels like a war zone. You know, Poseidon. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just do. imagine being. It feels why, weird. But why make it worse? Like we're not. You're right. We're not trained. We're you know the three of us are probably the worst likely heroes, especially yeah. if there was running involved. If I have to <laughs> run. Like I saw a video yesterday, a guy, drunk guy, trying to cross a train track, and he fucking didn't notice the train had headphone. Oh god! And a worker ran and pushed him out of the way just in time. If that's my emergency, I'm not going to be that hero. I'm gonna that guy's getting run over. Seven feet. I'm like, oh man, look out! Look, look out! <laughs> you had a good run, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look away! <laughs> look away from it. Uh, but the. the Yes, uh, they have the right to be afraid. There's eight thousand people. If all yeah. eight thousand decide to say "fuck," I hate the cops. Too, oh, I'd be fucked. Yeah, they would. They'd be fucked. But then they, but they take off this position, and we're gonna protect the car, and they're still in more jeopardy. But like fucking, it's a small. Put it this way: there's eight thousand people there. No, forget more, the car. No more than twenty were responsible for the chaos. This is again presuming that. The, the tear gas was fired after the violence started, which, like we've discussed, is probably not what happened. <coughs> but before or after, it doesn't matter. Violence doesn't, happened, and you're matter. right. It wasn't 8,000 people that caused it. It was 30 people, but let's say. you tear gas 8,000 people. Like, I, I bet you if we took any of, even the higher up in the police force that were in charge of making that call, if we were to, like, distract them and just be, like, a, over whatever mimosas at the country club or whatever and be like, Man, can you believe what happened in uh, Syria when they bombed that whole wedding of 500 people just to get one guy? They would That person that just called for tear gas on 8,000 people would probably be like, I know that's awful. I can't believe they would do that. How lazy is the CIA that they couldn't fucking just go shoot that one guy? Like You just did it to fucking 8,000 of Montrealers too. Because I think as North Americans too, we look at the Middle East like... like it's over like there. Star Wars. It's yeah. like Star Wars. It's like fucking this... this incomprehensible conflict between the fucking force and the, so and the distant. dark side. Yeah. yeah. So, all to say, our whole system's fucked and uh, I just want to buy a, a cottage on a lake and not have to deal with any of the bullshit anymore. Oh, dude, I'm getting tired it's of the like every story I, t I talk about. Everything, every important issue I talk about now just brings me to that. I'm like, and that's why I'm buying a fucking house in the country. You know what though? We are starting to have fun again. You're gonna ha you're in the festival this summer, no? Yep. So there you go. That's fun. Could be. You get to drink, hang out. We'll see. Uh, Can um, we? Are you do you don't do French? I am. I'm doing a French gala this. Oh, year. I'm I'm in French too. I'm on, on the French side I'm too. I'm doing yeah. the Simon Gouache gala. I know that guy. That guy's very funny. Yep. I know his manager too. I don't know his manager, but I was very flattered. He asked me personally to do it, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so nice. Thank so you. So I'm gonna see you there. Maybe I'll bring you on the French cast because the French cast is the official podcast of Juste Pour Rire this summer. No shit. Yeah, they're gonna announce it tomorrow. Sweet. Yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. Which yeah. is right when this podcast will be released. Exactly. Works out yeah. perfectly. That's great. I would love to do that. Uh, and I, I told Simon that. <coughs> excuse me. Oh, Thank you. That's, yeah, that's nice. That's, that's great audio. That's for the French podcast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not even have a microphone? Did they take away the microphone? He doesn't put it. Yeah, he doesn't put it in front of him. Uh. 
I've burped into the microphone on my own show many times. So don't 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 stress. Um, don't, don't don't encourage. I wasn't him. stressed at all. It's, <laughs> it's part of my. Uh, it's part of his charm. It's, part, yeah, it's my my image. Uh, but yeah, I told Simo that it, this is really cool that I get to do a, a just pourer gala because years ago I stopped even submitting to it because it's such a it's different than the English sign. You have to write your thing, your text, what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Like, as soon as I, I don't like it, writing the. As soon as I write it out, I never want to fucking do that joke again. I mm-hmm. hate it. It's Lee, and you're like, uh, this doesn't make any sense. This is, this is gross. This is so. Who, who would laugh at this? this I wrote it once down for a comedy. Huh? I did a thing for them, uh, one of their tapings last summer in Quebec City, and I hated writing it. I even told them, like, oh, this is stupid. Who writes the shit down? They go, we do. Uh, I'm doing my stuff for the French as well. I'm also doing an outdoor show. I think 15 minutes. I'm doing a French stand-up. Cool. They didn't ask me to write anything down. Cool. So they're kind of cool about that now. Yeah, it's with for me. TV. And I get the TV part, but why can't I just do... But the outdoor stuff's not for TV, so they didn't make me write it down. Yeah. That's the good thing, yeah. But for TV, like we like for in English, you do the... I, I have the option of, I'll just do it. Yeah. Videotape it and give you... This is my... You guys write it out. Yeah, here's the act. So for Comedy Ha, I got very lucky, actually. Um, uh, shit, I can't remember. I'm... Uh, Nancy, Nancy Messi, Nancy Messi. No, I don't know. Yes, this is terrible. I've, I don't even remember how the hell that thing got booked. I think, oh yeah, I think Louis. Uh, my friend me. did it for me though. I taped it, and she, and she typed it out for me. And, uh, and she even she even made some some improvements for me, which was really lovely. I had to type it out myself, and I, it was the most I frustrating. But the 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 French side, apart from the typing down, I really really like them. I really, really like them. Like they're they do what I want a festival to do. They try to like nurture like new talent. They they try to keep an eye out and shit like that. Something I never got they from the English like version. That. So that I'm like, holy shit, someone's actually doing that in French. They're doing it. Uh, like look at me. I speak French uh, with like a, an insane accent, and I'm doing the you know I'm the official podcast. So they're clearly open. As long as you're funny, as long as you're good at what you do. They don't give a fuck. They, they want to go for that. Mike Patterson, look at him. Look, Mike Patterson is a great example. I've used him as an example before, yeah. He doesn't even speak French. doesn't even speak French. That's why I said he doesn't even speak <laughs> French, but he's making an effort, and he's funny. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that's what, he's making us laugh. And it's Ned Zinn. Ned Zinn Messi. I don't know why I had a brain freeze there. Ned Zinn Messi, she just had a baby, too. She's a lovely girl. Congratulations. She typed out two sets for me and was super nice, and I submitted, and I got the comedy, huh? But I just stopped doing it. I just, so, it feels so laborious. Like, tu me veux tu, tu me veux pas. Yeah. I'm like, this is who I am. And <laughs> Bonsoir, mesdames et messieurs. Oh, yeah, no, it's even the intro <laughs> stuff. Like, I didn't add, because you're not going to have an intro. I go, I'm going to say something when I go on stage. I go, guys, but depending on how the night goes, it'll be fucking different. I go, I'm not going to put the hello, how is everyone thing? Because I don't right. know how they're going to be. If they're shit, if they're good, if it's early, if it's late. If something happened that day, I might refer to that and then start my set. Like, I don't know yet. And they use the TV production as the reason why they need that. I'm like, yeah. trust me, there'll be 10 seconds of me saying hello in some way or another. Put the hello camera on. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I don't know what you. the fuck's going on. Yeah. But it was, a, it was a nice venue. I got to learn a lot about like like Quebec City, how they do stuff over there. And they have fucking such nice buildings there. And because of the French scene. And I, they're pretty cool. Eh? Comedy, how they, they're, it's different. It's different than just for and just for love, I well, just because I preferred, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Comedy High, I got into a whole thing with, they kept forgetting me. Like, they forgot me at the hotel. The shuttle wouldn't come. Then when I found the shuttle, the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to eat my lunch first. So wait a half hour. I was like, dude, they want me for like sound check and camera check. What are you talking about? So then I called him and like, well, let him finish his fucking lunch. I go, this is insane. Then at night when I was supposed to go do the gig and it was, you know, the recording, it was live. 
they forgot to pick me up. Like the shuttle never showed up oh just for God. me. It's like, yo, what the fuck's happening? So then I cabbed it to like, it was just, uh, and then when I got there, the late one lady tried to stop me. And she's like, where do you think you're going? I go, I have to perform. And she's like, no, like she thought I was bullshitting her. But then a fan saw me because I was even wearing my Tudor minimum shirt. He's like, ah, oh, Pantels in French. I'm so excited to see you in French. And then she's like, oh, shit, he is a comic. And then another lady came. She's like, Pandels, I'm sorry she's not letting you in. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. You guys forget me. You don't get me at the hotel, this and that. And then I show up and you tell me, no, you're not a comic. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Are you all fucking crazy? Like, I was going, wow. I was like, yeah, I was so pissed. That's shit. Uh, I retract my uh, comedy ha are awesome. No, no. I mean, it was probably just bad luck that day with me because everyone else had a good time. But <laughs> but with uh, Juste Pourri, I've had so far, all my experience with them has been really positive. And uh, they do the research. They like you know they knew who I was. They, they're like, oh, yeah, I, podcasting is a big thing now. Maybe this. Maybe. Like mm. they're, they're willing to listen to your ideas and to work with you. And never once did anybody bring up the accent or anything like that. Like, no, no, we like it. Just do your That's thing. Cool. Yeah. So you'd be podcasting every day? Podcasting every day. I have a. I get the list of all the uh, performers, and I get to pick who I want on my shows. That's awesome. And I have uh, also, because I, I, I told me I do stand-up too, let me do stand-up. So they give me 15 minutes outside, um, which is going to be fun. So and But yeah. that's gonna, it's your podcast. They just You made you the official one, and yeah, and you get to do whatever you want, and you still get to broadcast it on your thing. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so first it goes just, there. just put the links on their social media? No, no, stuff? first it goes there exclusively on the, just for laughs, the French one, their me, so their website, all okay. that. Ha, 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 and French, then after yeah. three days, I can put up on my stuff, but I'll, I'm going to give them until the end of the month just so they could yeah. enjoy the fruits of you know their labor too since they're letting me do this. And then uh, the outdoor show is just stand up. It has nothing to do with the right. with the podcast. But it's gonna be fun because yeah. I get to also bring on people that um, I don't know, but but I've seen them or they're French and they're, they're good. So it's a good for the podcast for the podcast. Okay. So it's a good way to meet them and talk to them because there's a lot of people that I'm so curious. I, I only hear little things about them in French, right. and I want to know about their career and how they came. Like, sure. and now it's easier to broach the subject. Like you're here anyway. Just come by the studio for an hour, and we were moving everything down there. So they gave me the they let me choose a location in the just for last building. Uh, and at the office at the offices That's yeah they cool. set up one for me with the equipment that I need That's cool. yeah so it'll be easier he's gonna be the tech so it's a uh, yeah. wicked bro yeah that's what I'm saying they're, they're, they're way I don't know they're, it's different I, I like the way they, they what's do the outdoor show you're doing Some, me and two other comics French ones It's uh, but it looks good what the, what are their names no what I don't the know. venue like where at the Place des Arts place there? I have no idea hmm. I have no idea do you know what date it is I think the 20th. I think mine is the 21st. So day after, yeah, the 20th, I think mine is. Wait, the, because uh, the, the CD thing that you were talking about, the Just for Laugh originals, the English thing. Yeah, I have that on a Monday too. I forgot when that we is. To, we have to do both, Monday and Tuesday. Monday is the warm up and then the Tuesday is. Yeah, they the, might fall on similar dates. I might have to yeah. run around a lot, yeah. Let's see calendar this is great radio is or if, if i don't i'm lucky yeah if i don't get the warm-up because i want to because that album the 10 minute album thing you're doing it too no yeah and it's just for sirius xm uh it, it's not just that the sky's the limit mm. and the idea is so like i have three albums out already that play on sirius xm but mostly just on jfl canada right? are royalties good for jfl canada or no <laughs> i never no, no one's been able to give me a straight answer if they play you it's great Okay, that's what I was like wondering. I just got my statement uh, yesterday, and I'm like, mm, okay, that's pretty good. Really? Okay. It's going to be a lazy summer. Okay, because I was wondering. I don't know how it works. Well, we'll talk about Cause, it. Yeah, because we'll they were trying. When we finish here, they were trying to explain to me, but it was via email. So I just read the stuff. And I'm like, this doesn't tell me you anything. Have, you've never put out an album? No. I put out albums, but myself, like self published. I put out uh, all video, never just audio. But if it works as audio, you could just send it to them and they'll 
I'm probably playing. So the tour that I was doing last year, the Pantels is better than you, the hour that I did it just for laughs in 2019, we were supposed to tour with it for a few months. We had booked all these venues. And then the last couple of stops, recorded video and audio, and then put that out. Because the pandemic, everything stopped. Right. Now, when everything's going to restart, it's going to be a different name. I can't use the full hour. The what? world changed. Some jokes we figured don't resonate as well because the world is different now. So now there's about 20 minutes that I'm writing new shit for to f to you know slip it in it's there. It's recorded, man. What do you mean it doesn't uh, work? What oh, for me it doesn't. I can't. Like I can't over that because there's stuff that just if when I say it, I'm not gonna ruin it now. But when I say it, you're like, that's not how the world works anymore. Now shit's shit, you get it. It's it sounds like a, we're not gonna name <laughs> what names. You've ever said is like, oh my god, a flu will never fucking cancel <laughs> everything. No, but for example, we, we we know people who still go on stage and they'll they'll talk about uh, department stores that have been closed for thirty years right. as they're still open. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Uh, it, it, you know, it feels the second I get into it, you're like, oh, bro, that doesn't make sense anymore. That's not even the world we live in. Why are you gonna spend three minutes on this? Uh, so all that is about twenty minutes that I'm gonna redo. And once that's ready and I'm and I'm comfortable with, I've done it a couple of times on tour. I'm gonna record that and then put that out as well. Maybe when I show you my statement when we're done, you'll be maybe like, I'll just throw it. In. I'll get throw it in right now. <laughs> Well, I'm going to uh, give them the 10 minutes that I'm going to do. One of the jokes I don't do anymore because of that, that's one of the jokes I'm going to give them. Well, that's it. So for me, it was 15 months uh, of uh, not performing live a lot, and that's where I write. I haven't written a lot of stuff, so I might have 10 minutes. That's probably what I've got of new stuff, and it's yeah, going to yeah. be all fucking COVID, right? That's gonna, Are you going like to put the, that on the album? Like the joke I did off the top about like the virus can't live in me. The virus comes in my body and goes like... Uh, uh, that could make a good joke. That could make is. a good, yeah. It is. That's, that's going to be on the thing. You see, you're getting an advanced thing. But I'll just say, so the doing uh, this JFL Originals is basically JFL uh, has started their own production company, like whatever epic records okay, or, smart. or uh, columbia records or, i'm surprised they weren't doing this earlier well it all stems from this is my personal opinion i probably i probably shouldn't even share it but do you remember when it changed from canada laughs sirius xm the channel uh, one to jfl 63 183 yeah when it changed to jfl canada yeah all of a sudden they were just playing their catalog like 40 years or 37 years of recordings that they own the recording of they own the masters right? or, yeah so like mitch hedberg's estate will get the artist portion of it but the rights owner is them yeah so we were all like what the fuck we put money to make these albums and you're just gonna play the the one set that we did it just for laughs because that's what you own because you own that and so they said you're right we're sorry so now to stay current they're producing new material but they still end up being the rights owner of it you know what i mean smart they're the record company, so you and I go to do it. So, so you don't have any albums there yet. I have three albums with them. The deal, at least now, is that I do 10 minutes that is not on any recording prior right. to this and that I won't put out on any other audio. For, what is it, three? Six months. Six months, yeah. Which I would never do it on anything after yeah. that. So it's, it's going to have already been done. But so on my when, when I put out a, my Panderic album, for instance, they play my 10-minute joke, I make sixty dollar uh, as the rights owner, and then forty dollar as the artist. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when they play my just for the one that we're gonna do together on the just for laughs one, just for laughs gets the sixty dollar, and I get the forty dollar. It's not. It's 
it's more like I don't want just for laughs. It's not cease and desisting me. It's, <laughs> it's Stop given, talking it's shit. It's more like 50, so just for laughs get 53 and the artists get 47. Okay. We get all of the artists. It's 100% of the artists unless you're a duo and then you have to share it, whatever. But they get the rights owner thing. And it's very, they're very straightforward. With that. I think at this point, it's been around long enough that they, when they offer it to you, you should know about it. Like the fact that you don't have things, I bet you you do have things playing on somewhere. Yeah. That you, their sound exchange, the, the, the body that collects our royalties for us, I bet you they have a, an amount of money there for you, maybe $500,000. I don't know. I checked yesterday and it didn't seem to have anything. I even <laughs> updated all my contact information there. Okay, so you have a sound exchange account? I had it for years since 2016, apparently, from what I saw. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't have anything. Though, I did hear someone once that I know steal a joke from me, and it was on serious, but we'll talk about that after. No kidding? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so it's the, uh, um, what is it, 19 and 20 that we're doing. No, 26, 27. Oh, perfect. So it's a week later. 26, 27 that we're doing the, the just um, JFL originals, I think. Could be wrong. Well, I'll find out when they send me my gala. I think is the twenty second, the French gala. Who gives a shit? You'll find. You'll figure it out. Because like they're putting it. all the tape, the thing that they're taping for that hybrid, the just for laughs hybrid festival, yeah, yeah. which we're supposed to be promoting as of today. By the way, I thought this would be a good way to promote it, and I'm doing a terrible job. But uh, they start airing them on the thirtieth. So I'm taping one, I believe, on the 28th. So hold on a second. The hybrid festival, you're gonna they're going to be taping stuff instead of it being for people that are there live. People are going to be able to see it online. So all those Club Soda Show, yeah. So they're Club Soda Show, the, the nasty show that we talked about. Yeah. Doing the, uh, um, so Ali Hassan is hosting ours, which is Comedy Night in Canada. John Doerr is hosting the next night, which is... Uh, and they have another name for Who it. Who gives a shit, yeah? They're doing a nasty show in New York, and then uh, Sabrina Jolie's is hosting. And you can watch shows online. Just for laughs in LA. 48 hours later, right, it's a live show, so people can buy tickets to see the show or get tickets. I don't even know if they're charging for the tickets. But a live show, so a club soda, it'll be a live show with an audience, but they're capturing it for kind of like the same way they would capture for TV. But are they paying differently since they're going to be distributing your jokes online? Um... Because normally when you're doing a, sh a live show, your jokes stay there. Right. I'm sure there's, uh, if I read the contract, it probably would stipulate, but it's not, <laughs> listen, it's not, we don't do just for laughs for the money, as you know. It's That's not, oh, I'm saying for the joke, so you don't yeah. have to burn material. Um, it's only, but it's only going to be available for a certain amount of time. Okay, it's not okay. there forever more. It's not like, okay. I don't think it's going on their YouTube channel. It's just Cause the material the festival. I'm doing for that album thing, I'm just comfortable burning. That's why. Yeah, well, so the album thing, uh, that's going to be available forevermore. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be available everywhere if you Google, like, JFL Originals. Uh, and the for me, the idea was, so I play a lot on JFL Canada. The idea with JFL, when they produce a, a, a comedy album, they're going to put it on, uh, like, Comedy Central USA, Laugh USA, uh, whatever the dirty one. There's like five other channels in the states. Raw dog. Raw dog, yeah. which we would both be perfect for, right? Yeah. Like they will. They have an in with those kinds of places as well. So that could be my in. So like, imagine they give this just for laugh original thing to Raw Dog, and they enjoy my ten minute. Maybe somebody just takes. Is there anything else of this guy? And they're like, holy fuck! There's sixty seven other tracks that we could play. And then I start getting a little bit of a rotation there. Maybe that doubles my 
my royalty thing. So, so for me, it was a no-brainer. I haven't written enough to do a whole other album. I'm going to be releasing another album this year because on the last day of the pandemic, I don't know if we talked, I think we talked about this on the phone, not on the podcast, though. On the last day, March 14, 2020, I taped two headlines. Oh, yeah, sets. yeah, I know about this, yeah. So I put out one album, got nominated for a Juno. I still got another <laughs> fucking, I got a whole other headline set. Hold on, hold on, but taped, mastered, all that, or? It's not mastered yet, but it's taped in the same way that the first one was. So it's ready. Yeah, I was going to put them both together to make like a 180 minute long album. Fuck that. And then I was like, I may never do another live show again. Let's split these into two. So I have one. First one was like 48 minutes. The second one will be like 41 minutes. And uh, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Isn't okay. Back to back Juno nominations. That would be great. We need you to get a Juno win. Yeah, well, I don't know. But I wouldn't, I mean, if I get nominated for anything, I'm always happy. Because the thing for comedy, I never felt, like when I was young and I love movies, I always felt, oh, it would be nice if you ever get, if I ever get into movies to get an Oscar for writing or for anything. That seems like it's amazing. But for comedy, I don't know why, because it's so subjective, I never felt like I need an award. I never, just getting nominated makes me feel good because right. I know that the peers like and it. Especially, let's be honest, in yeah. Canada... This year, notwithstanding, because I was a nominee, so I'm not uh, objective enough. But for the last 10 years, as long as I've been following contests, comedy yeah. contests in Canada, the nominees are always like, yeah, okay, I can believe that. I, could, yeah, I, get, I get that. Yeah, I get that. The winner is always like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's That group of people is in the fucking news right now. <laughs> fucking, no wonder that. I, I don't know, because I don't watch the Junos no or any of that. No wonder that person won. Yeah, because I, I don't, but I would assume you're correct because it makes sense. But I, but I don't really watch like the Junos. But I like the fact that there's recognition. Like when when you posted that, I was happy because it was just like, oh, there's recognition. Like he Derek did something, and the governing body mm. recognized it. The of our so I like that aspect. But win or lose in my book, the you already got the victory in my head. Like I was like, that's a win for our camp. Because a comedian was recognized and did this. So everyone yeah. that you were with, I didn't even know a lot of the people that you were competing against, but all of them, I was like, this is, I'm happy. This is a victory for all of them. They got recognized. They did work. And it was, and, and then whether they win or not, that's like an extra bonus, you know, that's uh, for it, comedy. It's not it the was, same. It was really wonderful. The whole night, like I said, the Canadian won that night. So like the, say 2% of disappointment that I felt for not winning was immediately fucking erased by the win of the Canadian. And since then, I've looked at the, the guy that won, Jacob Samuel. Uh, sadly, had a family emergency. I don't, like, I don't even want to get into it. But anyway, he couldn't even show up to accept the award. Something bad happened in his family. Anyway, it was very sad. But this is a guy, like, I'm doing so well. I feel so lucky. Most of the time, I feel so lucky. When I'm not frustrated about the establishment or the powers that be or the fucking police or whatever. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so lucky. So the nomination was so touching and the guy that won has been at it, you know, four or five years. This is probably going to do a lot more for him, like a good push for him, where with me it would have been just like, yeah, I won, and then there's a thing. And I like that kind of thinking. I like that kind of, because I feel the same way, especially, so in Canada, the truth is, even though they're, like, let's say Mike, Mike is super dominant French and English, he's, but he's great at what he does in both. And, yeah. But it's not, we for every Mike that we get, there's, we don't get like an equal amount or uh, of younger comics that would have the same type of opportunities and stuff. We don't have a system. And I'm talking about in English and French is different. French, like I said, they nurture, they want to build something, right. but in English, we don't have a system where we know, Oh, we can kind of do this, get into it. And then we'll nurture the next generation of comics. It doesn't exist uh, on the English side. It's kind of like here, try your luck. One day, if you're big, we'll accept you. If not, So it's, 
the fact that there's no guarantee when I see someone like what you just said, when I see someone make it, they win something. And then you, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm already established. I know what I'm doing. This is good for him. Cause not only is he nominated, he won and now it's going to open doors for him. And there's another future Canadian comic that's going to have a career. That's how we should be thinking. Exactly. Cause it's we need to have a strong, and it's like a, it's like a sports league. Right. The reason why you watch NHL, the NBA or whatever, I need my rival team to be good. I would I, I like I like the Toronto Raptors and all, I would never want to watch a league or a ho- if everyone else are bottom feeders and it's always the same team that wins. Same thing in comedy. What's the victory if you're like he's the best comedian in Canada? Yeah, there are no comics in Canada. You know, right. I rather people be like, "Fuck, man, Canada! God damn, dude! I don't know how the fuck they keep." There's a Dave Merhej, there's a Derek Singh, there's a Mike. Like they just keep coming out with great talent. That I prefer. <coughs> it's a great point. Like if. For me, for my money, uh, like if Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr put out any hour, any time, any, it's going to be the best fucking thing that's ever been done. And it's yeah, same. forget about it. But you, it, now it's a Dave Chappelle special, right? So your expectation, I know Dave Chappelle is this, but this is probably this guy's first full-length album that's gotten national exposure. Jacob Samuel, I'm the guy who won the Juno. And, uh, Shout out to him. So it's, yeah, so it's like a new voice. Like even the jury people, when they probably more than half of the people that were voting on who's going to get nominated. I've never even heard of this guy play. I'm like, what a pleasant surprise. I like that. Yeah. Then the Derek second album comes on. Oh, this guy is always, he's the one that does that new blowjob comes in her fucking face all the time. And then they listen to this one. Hey, there's not one fucking jizz joke in this. Maybe we'll fucking He's evolved as a person. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe we'll vote for this guy. Uh, So that's totally the way I thought of it. It's the Junos. It's our, you know, I thought, about, well, if the border ever opened back up and we can just travel freely to the state, you know, you get there or applying for a visa, you know, you need those credits in your home country. Yeah, yeah. And a uh, Juno nominee would obviously go on there and they're like, what's the Junos? Well, the Junos is like the Grammys, but it's Canadian. So no one cares. But it's still, it's the equivalent of the Grammys, right? So I'm super happy to have that under my belt. In the year, Jan Arden's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Tragedy Hip got the Special Humanitarian Award. Like, I'm in the same fucking show as these people. This is fucking great for me. It's, it was it was just great all around. The guy who won was great. I suspected Matt Wright. Do you know Matt Wright, the no. Newfoundland comedian? Is he good? I'm guessing. He's great. He's a good, and he's a friend. And uh, <laughs> leading into it, I'm like, you're totally winning. And he's like, what do you mean I'm winning? And I was like, oh, fuck, you got a billboard? They fucking had a billboard up in Newfoundland saying With congratulations, <laughs> Matt Wright. And in my mind, because it was supposed to be in April, the show was supposed to be in April, that's when the billboard showed up in Newfoundland. Congratulations, Matt Wright. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, they booked they all, know. They booked all these billboards for the winners. In every winner's hometown, they booked the billboard saying congratulations on the win. But now because they had to postpone the show until June, they fucking just congratulated. No, they were congratulating their nominee. Yeah, but no, he didn't even win. <laughs> what a fucking pathetic loser. <laughs> hey, Matt Wright, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. What a waste of billboard <laughs> sorry. cash. Yeah, sorry, I built you up. Billboards in Newfoundland must be very, very cheap. That's but the, I'd, that's in there. you know what? I, I, I only, I'd like to see more comedians from Montreal, new ones, because there are guys that I know here that are on the open mic scene that are good, that they have potential, that I see, I'm like, fuck, man, if this guy had more clubs to work with or whatever and on an opportunity to do more of it instead of working 80 hours a week and then trying their best to get on right. two spots. Uh, like, like, dude, there's been no open mic scene for a year and a half. Is there yeah. still? 
an open mic scene? Uh, like it, or I don't know about open mic, but like Sid, uh, Sammy's brother started putting shows on again. Yeah, I saw I, that. I did one uh, last week. Dude, it was packed. It was so much fun. Is that the same uh, one Chantal was on? I think she was on the night before me. You were on Saturday? She was on Friday. I was on a Saturday, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it looked fun. It looked, dude, it was so much fun. Yeah, the videos that I saw looked great. Yeah, it was. I commented on it too because, you know, the measures that they take because I had a, that's how, because I looked at everyone. It was weird. You know, you put your mask on, but when you sit down, you're eating. So when I got on stage, I go, guys, thank God the virus doesn't travel when you're sitting down eating. Yeah. And then you see some people are like, they like they thought about it in their head because they're so close, and then I go, or when you're standing up telling jokes, right? Like uh, like these are the limits of the virus, and then you saw like the wheels turning, and they're like, oh fuck yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. Like <laughs> it's all so stupid. Yeah. I'm spitting on people, yeah. you know. So, but but it was fun to have people come if anybody, out. If anybody moist talks, it's fucking comedians. It's yeah, right. Sometimes just dude. One time I remember on stage, I saw a spit of mine go into a guy's drink, and my eyes were open. And the guy's eyes were open, but we never addressed it. Like I was yeah. like, <gasps> well, here's the yeah. thing. I do. I spit so much when I talk. I now only notice it because we're like this. That we have lights. Pointing. Yeah, that's exactly. I could see the condensation. He, yeah, he may not have seen it go in his oh. glass. You see everything because you've got fucking a beam of light <laughs> that you could see everything fall through. Right, I'm. I don't even look like you're saying. I if I looked, I go. I would be constantly distracted by the horking loogies that I would be fucking firing into everybody's shit in the front. Like at the end, why are those nachos more full now than they were when we started the show? It's because I've suspicious. been just fucking drooling into these things the whole time. Oh, but you bro. see it because the, the the head the spotlights in the comedy club are right there, and you're just seeing every little molecule of moist talking that you do. You made me think of something about the lights. <coughs> Some places don't get the lighting right, and I'll tell you what I mean. You ever been on a show where, like, it's a nice theater, it looks nice, but then when you get on stage, you can't even see the front row. It's too much, yeah. It's too much. That's been happening. There's a French gig I've been doing for a while now, and I forgot to comment on it last time I went there, but I'm gonna tell them. It's very weird for comics when I can't see anyone. I couldn't see anyone, and you can't. The lights are so. The way they're they're put in there, I and can't. Even after five minutes, your eyes don't get a little impo- bit. It is it. impossible. It is. It's I'll tell you about much. it right after, and you'll you might even know. You'll be like, oh fuck yeah, that's true. It's just too intense. Because it's hard to talk to people. Because every time you see a comedian, they're doing this. What? Yeah, what yeah. yeah. I hate yeah, that yeah. shit. You have to do that. You have to. The nest gets it right. What's your name? The yeah. nest lighting. The best one though is the bordel. The bordel is something else, dude. It's you the right size. Everybody. You can see the people in the back of the you, bordel. Yeah. You could. See, uh, they set it up. I don't know what the fuck Mike did in the beginning when they're building it. Like what kind of research? I think they did research about New York clubs or whatever. But you see everyone. Mm. It's big enough to fit a good amount of people to trap energy, but it's small enough where you feel like, yo, this is us. This is intimate. This yeah. is just a. It's fuck, bro. That club. God damn. Some you've performed there at the bordel. Yeah, I love it, dude. It's I love it there. And they built a second one. Yeah. That they've not really done much with, I guess, since. But they're gonna be able yeah, to tape you some, wait. They're gonna be able to tape some magical things in there. That's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be great. I might end up taping it there. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. It's uh. Yeah. But I, I always had a dream of taping something important at the nest. That's where I taped my uh, second album at the nest. Video and audio. No, just just me. Yeah, I want to do video and audio uh, just because it's. Ah, you're young and fucking. Look at this skin. You have such clear oh, that's and that beautiful skin. Yeah, I don't. Nobody needs video of this fucking disgustingness i like video just because of the medium i think it's important to be out there but also there's something i want to have those memories of uh because the nest means personally for me the nest means a lot to me it was the first place i did stand up open mic it was the first place to ever pay me me too to do stand up um 
it was the, you know, I call it my home club because it was the first comedy club that actually made me feel that I'm a comedian, that I'm at home, you know, when I'd show up there. And, uh, you know, it let, they nurtured, like David, a lot of people don't know this, but David, whether he did it on purpose or not, nurtured me a lot. You know what I mean? But gave me more spots on the weekends. Me too, we're making David sound like the fucking great granddad of comedy, but me too. He was one of my mentors. He helped me along, gave me opportunities that I probably didn't deserve. Or, That's how I feel, or, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, he even tested me. Like, I remember there was certain week when I started, you know, middling or doing weekend spots there. And then he'd throw a wrench in my plans. He'd bring me one day. I'd, I'd go there for the weekend. He goes, yeah, you're hosting tonight. I remember he did it two or three times. I was like, I'm not a host. He's like, oh, no, no, no it'll be fun. You have energy, host. Mm. And it wasn't like a negotiation of can I have it. It was more of this is what you're doing. And I'm. I know what I'm doing. Right. So I wouldn't be making you do this if I didn't think you're capable of it, yeah. which would kind of motivate you and scare you because you don't want to sit. And then, you know, I learned little tricks. I get off stage and I'd be like, did that go? I was like, yeah, it's good that you did this. But next time, if, if you feel like they're not into it yet, you could still do conversation before you go into material. And like he's throwing little bits of knowledge. It's never abrasive, but it's enough to make me get better. Those are all the keys to how I got that this was my my livelihood so fast guys like david uh a, a year about a, a year and a half of intensely hosting at the nest and sometimes at the works because J- jimbo said i wasn't ready to headline the works but i could he host, said that to everyone i could host the works uh, and yuck yucks i hosted a shitload of shows for yuck yucks and i would say in my my uh trajectoire of career comedian i got like where if you just keep doing middle spots or spots for that year and a half i did mostly hosting for that spot i had five times more chops as a comic after doing all that hosting because hosting yeah. you have to have material because if they're not fucking you gotta go into any, something anybody have a birthday and everyone's like we're not talking to you cunt face you know say you have to have a joke to tell uh but to have that gear to have that like there's comics working right now in montreal specifically in fact i'm now that i'm starting to tour again i'm looking for that guy or girl to come out on the road with me, you know, like I had Abdul with me for years and now I feel like I should give somebody else a shot to learn. What's it What's it like to play in Sudbury? What's it like to play in... I'll give Brunswick? you a few names. The, you know, yeah. I, I've got a few people in mind already and peop- some of these people, I've seen them, I love what they do, but you put them in front of like 35 to 45, they do fantastic. It's so great. It's clever. It's smart. It's fucking innuendo. It's great. Put them in front of 19. And the one guy I'm thinking of, it's his own age group. And he's so clever that they're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. What does that, what does that mean? Why is this? What is he talking about? He's fucking, does he have braces? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> they don't fucking get it. He's oh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. He's too yeah. clever for his own good. Yeah. You're uh, talking about Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison's one of the, dude. Fuck. So smart. Have you heard his fucking? He's an extraordinarily talented musician as well. I didn't know Harrison does Makes music. I want to punch him in the face. This kid. Harrison is, first of all, he's he's fun to have around. This kid's always fucking smiling, and but he's one of those rare gems that I'm like, where the fuck did he come from? And he thinks differently than the rest of us. He his jokes are different than the rest of us. Yeah. And that's what I love. That's why I would always avoid hanging out too much at the club after or during people's sets. I didn't want to sound like them. Yeah. And. I don't. He doesn't either. 
He does, and he hangs out, and he doesn't. He has his own way of viewing comedy, his own yeah. way of writing jokes, his own way of doing it, and it's fucking amazing. He's doing well online too. His sketches, because like, he's funny, dude. But all his tweets are funny. Harrison's a tweets, funny. His yeah. tweets, are, my kids follow him now because I was just fucking laughing, standing in my kitchen, and like, what are you looking at? And like, Harrison's tweets, yeah. What his tweets? He's fucking. And Dina's like 21, 22 years old. He's a old. kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking it, hilarious. Reminds me of Mace Galoni. I don't know if you, Mace Galoni. I think he won a Juno maybe last year, or his girlfriend definitely did. But he was nominated for stuff. He's, I saw him the first time he was 15. The first time I saw him do comedy, he was 15 year old, talking about math homework and what a bitch's French teacher was. I'm going to bring Harrison on the podcast. Still fucking hilarious, dude. Like you would think, uh, there's, uh, Guy in high school. Uh, oh, dude, some people are fucking video, talented. Video game jokes and homework jokes. And they were fucking great video game jokes and homework jokes, right? And talking about his mom. He still talks about his mom and how she doesn't love him properly. <laughs> some people just have it, dude. Some, and he's one of those guys. I like that you brought him up. Yeah, Harrison's always been one of my... And I remember, fuck, when people were talking to me, like, have you seen this new kid or whatever? And I'm like, no, I never heard about Harrison. He's a, And then when I went to when I was at the club one day, I was performing and he was there. And I was just watching. And it was one of those feel-good laughs. Like, I started laughing. I was like, oh, I love that I'm enjoying this because he, his perspective is all things I wish I thought of. <laughs> like, so you respect the funny, but, and it would come, remember his deadpan? Like, you're like, who is this? Is this a 15-year? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. He's so fucking and funny. And he still hasn't found, a, he's not uncomfortable up there, but he hasn't found the confidence that takes away from the, the, the innocent observation that he just made, you know? Yeah. And, it, like, if it doesn't hit, he's just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking... Oh, it's also fine. And he's good. Uh, we don't talk about it a lot, but he's good off stage as a person. Lovely. And we went to Nunavut together. Okay. And I see everything that could go wrong went wrong. Our flight, they let us get on the plane, but we fly to Kujuak, and they're like, nah, this is as far as you're going to get. Go back to Montreal. And it turns out they put us on there just to balance the plane. They knew we would never make it, but they needed. they couldn't send the plane the way it was. They needed our bodies on there. Oh, God. Yeah, frustrated though. But then we get back. We have a show that night. Missed it. It's done. That show's fucking missed. <clears throat> get back now. I have to fucking. I'm the like I'm the senior responsible guy on this fucking thing. So it's Harrison and his mom. Uh, Harrison and his brother Abdul and his mom. So Abdul, you got to take care of your mom and me and Angela. And so now I've got to like I'm the I'm the grown up of this group. How the fuck did this happen? So I got to rent a car, book flights out of Ottawa. Uh, Nothing know, I do says grown up. Keeping yeah, keeping in touch with this the 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 festival guy, and I'm like, it's fucking midnight, and I'm still sober. This is bullshit. And now I've rented a car. And we pick up a fucking stray that was also on the plane. Like I was, I was going to Ocala with two, and I guess now I'm gonna just go sleep in the airport. I'm like, nah, fuck. I rented a big truck. Come on, <laughs> come with us. <clears throat> go and I get hotels in the auto. Finally, we go. We get, but when we went to Kujuak, we land in Kujuak. And they dick us around. They don't know what's happening. It's a fucking small airport. Everyone's all fucking... I'm like, we're not getting to Callaway, are we? And they're like, no, it doesn't look like it. So you got to get back on that plane. Meanwhile, Harrison just fucking moseyed on over to another counter. The wrong airline. Just like, are we going to... <laughs> and you're like, oh, you want to go to Whitehorse? And he's like, Whitehorse? That sounds like Callaway. Yeah, let's go to Whitehorse. This fucking Him and his kid. brother were fucking going to get on this plane to go to Whitehorse. He's such a... <laughs> yeah. And we're like, 
Harrison, where are you going? We're just getting on the, aren't we getting on the plane? We're going to Whitehorse? I'm like, dude, we're going to Wakalawit. It's not the same place. It sounds like, similar. Oh, yeah. And he had, so we had to fucking send somebody out to get his brother who had already gone. Out. Oh, dude, that's fucking. <laughs> yeah. Is his brother also just chill? And I met his sister once. His brother's more enthusiastic. I think his brother was younger, too, if that's possible. Yeah. It was. Ki- it was I'm a 48 year old man. These, the, both these guys these could, are kids. could be my kids, but yeah. it didn't occur to me until this trip. To me, a comedian, every comedian's my age, and it's weird. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Chantal's not going to like it, but Chantal Desjardins just celebrated her 40th birthday, and I'm like, if you were to ask me, I guess I would have thought you were like 35 or something, so you look good, but. Yeah, well, I don't even. I don't yeah. even give a fuck how old you are. If yeah. you're a comedian. You're, I'm trying to think if I would give Chantal 40. Yeah, she's 25. I don't think I'd give her 40. Yeah, I don't think I'd give her 40. looks great. Um, but yeah, uh, it only in, in, the, when you get into real life experience, airplane travel and the hotel booking, he's like, I'm going to just call my mom to get a credit card number to book the hotel. I'm like, Bro, he's oh. hilarious. <laughs> and it's, you know, what's good about having him. If you take him on tour or whatever, it's, I think you need someone that's chill and calm. He'd certainly have low expectations for everything, but also just cause he'll make when you're tense. Cause I noticed Mike is like that. Like the more I realize. Mike is no matter where we are or whatever, he's always calm. He's like, ah, we'll just go to the la-. like. If he gets frustrated, he'll be like, let's just go to the lounge. You know, I have the Air Canada lounge or whatever. And he's always like, remember in LA, Poseidon, when you fucked up the car rental? So Poseidon had fucked oh, up a car yes. rental. So inst- me, I get frustrated whenever he fucks around. Whenever can, I, he- can I just say something? Yeah. I didn't fuck it up. They fucked me over. Okay, either way, you were responsible for the car thing and you fucked it up. You should, be so, a, you should be a pro at rental car. Yeah, you, that's what he used to do as yeah, for a living. I know. So me and Mike, so instead, me, I was frustrated because I'm, you, you know, I get my fuse with him is shorter because I know him for longer. But Mike, instead of Mike being like, I can't believe he fucked up, Mike viewed it more as like a sketch, like something's happening. So we're just observing him. Mike's watching him lose his shit. And then Mike's like, watch this. So Mike on his phone was able to book a better deal <laughs> just by, than he was at the counter and doing all the stuff that he knows, right? Mike's so, got like three Lamborghinis show up within <laughs> 15 minutes. It's just the funny thing. So then I was like, no, 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 I booked on my phone. Don't worry, don't worry, it's better. So Mike had like the truck that he, Mike had, a, he booked actually a very nice truck for us. So we, uh, and then Poseidon's like, how oh, the fuck? He's getting all pissed off. It's not my fault. This guy fucked me. So he's getting super frustrated. Mike is viewing it as a joke. He's like, uh, no, I want the big one. I want, and it, w- it made me, I wasn't frustrated because I was laughing at Mike. I was like, fuck, he's so chill. Because to him, he realized this is not a real problem. Right. I can solve this problem. You know, there are other bigger problems in life that could fuck us over. This is not fucking anyone over. Enjoy the moment and laugh at it. Right. And he didn't have to say it. Just by his actions, I learned. I was like, fuck, man, he's living in the moment just laughing at it instead of losing his shit like I was like an idiot. And, you know, so it, it's important to have people like that around you that are just chill and like, no, nah, man, don't overdo it. Yeah. Just enjoy it. I don't know if I'm quite that guy. I, I tend to make too big of a deal out of small things like a car rental thing that could fucking Like me. That'll throw my, my whole, whole day off, day. yeah. But like when something really bad happens, I tend to be able to, Like that, that's fucking... We're, we're missing a gig. That's huge to me. Yeah, me too. So once... But once you accept it, I'm like, so now I'm taking care of six people's travel plans. I'm the travel agent. I'm the fucking promoter now. I'm now... And I'm, I'm the headliner. I'm the headliner. Fuck, I'm going to be the last one. But then just do it. And it was... Yeah, I tend to lose my shit for small things. When it's a big thing, I feel like, okay, Derek, just focus and get it, fix this thing. And then? And then we'll talk about it on a podcast in two years. Yo, speaking of fucking podcasts, dude, I know that it's hard to always get people, like, say you and Abdul, sometimes it might even be hard schedule-wise to do it. But have you ever thought of, since you do so many Zoom shows and shit, you ever thought of doing a podcast by yourself? 
and I don't mean an hour, conversations when there's someone with you, it's easy to go longer. But you can have a 10 or a 30 minute podcast once a week where you talk about your week. You know what I mean? You share people and get people into it. Uh, kind of like what Mark Marin does his podcast, if you notice. He does he, 10 minutes off the top. Yeah. Then, so the interview is the interview. Right. But he does his own time. You can literally have, and there's podcasts that are like that where it's just one guy talking. Yeah. Um, I think is if it, you're not trying to shoot for an hour, I think it's less. I think you could 100% do it because you have all these complaints during the week of shit that happened. <laughs> no, no, but me too. I have the oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could, I should do one a day. If you could do one day, even better. If you could do twice a week, it's very good for the rankings, for the audio stuff like iTunes, all that shit. Because huh. uh, the way they, they rank you is not just if people are listening to your podcast. It's a combination of listening plus uh, likes, shares, and new new episodes, new hits, uh, like relevancy or whatever the fuck they say. So if you could put two a week, it brings you up the rankings. We were thinking about, I was supposed to have a meeting today that Abdul and I's pod, the Bacon No Bacon podcast is yeah. now on that network, Comedy Here Often. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I saw you guys uh, talk about it. I don't mm. know what it is though. It's uh, out of Vancouver. It's uh, 604 Records sort of uh, Offshoot. comedy wing. Yeah. Uh, so we were supposed to have a meeting today about that actually. Like what do we see going forward? What, what they're do, What's new with the network and stuff? Uh, I'd be I'd be interested in that because the thing about myself, like when you listen to Bill Burr's podcast, he's by himself. He could do it whenever the fuck you want, right? Yeah. Like just nah, I'm feeling like ch I'm feeling chatty. So just yeah, you go, just need to get a little equipment and you record. Yeah, yeah, and then upload it. So yeah, I would uh, I would think about that. I actually wrote to Ben Miner, who's at SiriusXM. Is recently. he still there? Yeah, he's still there. Uh, and I just because I had noticed uh, Sterling Scott for Father's Day, they gave him an hour of uh, like take over the network, whatever, you know, programming, play your, the, the tracks that you like, whatever. I'm like, oh, fuck, are you guys doing that? Because, like, one hour from time to time. You'd I, be down. I, like, I've always been curious about the radio, if I would do all right on the radio, you know? like I, I think I've, you would do terrible on regular radio, but I think you would do great on Sirius. Huh. Because you, like me, if there's constraints on you. Yeah, not swearing. Is you know, it's not just, yeah, it's a swearing, but everything, the second you have to second guess what you're saying, right. it, it stunts us. But if they like, like if it's serious, you'd be fa fantastic because you, you're say it's you. You, you can say whatever you want. It'll be yeah. funny. You don't have to think of oh, is that gonna offend someone? You're like, oh well, I said it. It's done. <laughs> Whereas terrestrial radio, you say the wrong thing. You talk about a sponsor and like, oh, cut him, cut him, end it now. Well, that's that, and even that would be it's it would be comforting to know that anytime I want out of this because I came one time I pitched a show to CBC. I thought I'd made it like. Very clear and not expensive. I mean, it's. Are we talking about the show that I think you're talking about? It was just a pitch that I made. It was what I thought would be a fun radio show. It was one. Oh, hour, the radio. Okay. One hour a week. No, I haven't started with that yet. Uh, but one hour a week of this thing. But it was for the summer breaks. You know, like when the shows take a break. Whatever. Yeah. So let was, me take over. It was like ten weeks, one hour a week of radio, and they're like, "Oh no, we don't do that ten hour a week stuff. It's like forty five weeks." Man, and I was like. <gasps> Oh God, no! I don't even. I don't even know. I want that. I don't think. <gasps> Wait, forty-five weeks? Yeah, like it was a job. They wanted me to have a job, and I was like, I was going for a little ten. And they were like, anyway, your project is too expensive. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It was going to be free, basically. Yeah, yeah like what's expensive? Free. I don't know, but you know, these people that make these decisions and not, no, it like was a relief. Easy. By that, by the time we got to that point, it was a relief. Because I, I think I said, oh, because I wanted to do sort of streeter things. And they're like, what do you think this is? The Tonight Show? We don't have uh, Jay Leno on the street budget. And I was like, okay. I never mentioned the budget. Yeah. I'm going to do it on the street. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, 
Actually, you doing a show like that and having Abdul on the street. Abdul's the on the street guy. Yeah, he's the street guy. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. the street guy, yeah. He, he makes me cringe sometimes. Some of the things that he's done is make me just cringe. The, like, oh the, my God, I can't even imagine looking at somebody while saying those words. And smiling. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and I love his, ah. I love yeah. that. This fucking guy, bro. Fucking Abdul. He was good on, uh, he was one of the best guys that was at the time on this 22. hour has 22 minutes. Yeah. And he's the guy that they didn't re-sign, which is, they fucked them pretty crazy good. to me. Yeah, they fucked them. Cr- that Bill Cosby thing started a whole spiral of. But he was right about the Bill kind Cosby of hanging, hang, yeah, but the kind of yeah, it's controversial, and they kind of used the footage that he was doing a satire for a satirical news show, and yeah. they used it on the news, and oh, did they? Against his wishes, on plus anyway, it's a. Little, I didn't know what they did to him on that. Yeah. yeah. How'd they fuck him on that? You should talk to him about it. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about it on your podcast a couple of years ago. No, but no, no. Yeah, it's a good story. Really, I'm gonna ask him. He yeah. has to come at some point. I'll even see if he wants to come in this week. They kind of, uh, yeah, they kind of uh, something like a series of four things led to the fact that it was like, ooh, let's not get him back. He's, oh, I didn't know that. He's a controversial guy. Oh, because I didn't even know that. I just thought like maybe they wanted to sign other people. Because to me, it always seemed weird. Because this hour has 20 minutes. Used to have. Like a great cast. They were always funny and people liked it. And then I didn't even hear about it for years. It was just garbage. And then I started seeing him do his stuff on there and this and then. I was like, oh, fuck, okay. They finally found like the generation of perfect co- comics for this. If they add like another two, three guys or whatever, this could be a huge show again. And then he was off it the next season. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. That's if a I- weird thing. That's like you, you sign Cristiano Ronaldo and then uh, you get mediocre players and you get rid of him. I was like, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. That was a soccer analogy. Soccer analogy, yeah. Barely, I barely got it. It just doesn't make any sense if you have a guy that you can actually build around, <coughs> you know? It's yeah. kind of like SNL. They got sh- rid of Sean Majumder too. Like it was, Sean didn't leave voluntarily. They, I thought he had, uh, like he moved on to bigger and better things. No, they... Really? Yeah. So I, w- I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's been garbage, but I think... In any show, once you've been on the air for twenty some years, that's why you need fresh blood. That's you why, get, you, yeah, you get into a kind of uh, static. That it's not, uh, but I, they still they still come out with some. Still today, even this week, they still have some sketches that make me laugh and that are really great. Sometimes it's like, no, yeah, that's it. I get it. Well, SNL seemed like too quality. How, how many? Like the when pot became legal, there was like a few too many. Just. You know, it's the same thing over and over. Cop smoking weed, cop smoking weed, cop catching weed. You know, just okay, we get it. Someone offered me weed on the way here. One one of my friends I haven't seen in a while saw me. I was coming out of the cafe. I was watching England versus Germany, and he's like, "Hey, bro, you want a gift?" And I was like, "What?" And he gives me weed. I was like, "I don't even smoke." He's like, "Oh, it's okay. You could take it. And one day you want it, I go, but I don't even know how to roll." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, okay, then I'll keep it." <laughs> I was like, "We're not gonna do this," but it's just so friendly. And I was like, "Here you go. Here's some weed. It's I don't like even smoke." Having cigarettes, the homeless guys. You just assume. Here you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. I don't smoke. I really like. Smoke. I don't even drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just. I made bad stock choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put everything into crypto. You're not in the stock market, are you? Are you a crypto uh, cowboy? Not crypto. With uh, all the other. Any other mistake you can make in investment, I, I'm there. I'm in it. I made some good investments this year. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, last year I put money in uranium. Uranium? Yeah. Like the natural resource or yeah. one specific uranium company? A one company? Uh, a Canadian one, Cameco. Good for you. Yeah, I there. bought it at, um, I think it was about 11 bucks last year when I got it. And now it's at 25, 26. Good for and this you. is a slow, in the summer normally goes down from what my uh, stock guy tells me. And okay. then it'll go back up in September, so even higher. 
So uh, I'll look into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, uranium is the future. I bought a bunch of Air Canada. It's not bad. I'm doing bad. I assume it's only when you buy it. It's only going to go up. I bought it about twenty dollars and forty cents. Okay, so you bought pretty late because it was at like sixteen or something in October. Oh well, it's at twenty four or twenty five now. So it you made money. To, it was almost twenty nine, and it, it fluctuates a lot. Uh, yeah, all of this. Shit, I'm man. in an electric car company in uh, a Chinese electric car company that has been my best investment that I've ever actually made in my life. I'm oh, at, that one's I'm, jumping. I'm at one hundred and twenty percent of my. I bought in at twenty, and the thing that I got the tip at three dollars, and you didn't do it. I didn't do it. I waited till it was at twenty. Ah, oh. and now it's at forty. Six. Fuck! Imagine if you had put in at three. At three, and my buddy who gave me the tip, he's all options, so he's got like thousands of them. You know, like the options yeah, you yeah. buy contracts of one hundred. Yeah, so, until they close, and then yeah, so, yeah. But I just bought. I didn't. My my account wasn't set up for options. I just bought the stocks. Same, same. I just buy the stocks. I can't be fucked with the rest. Yeah, the options can. If it goes bad, it goes really fucking bad because you're on the hook for what it was at when you signed. Yeah, I don't want to play these games. Yeah. If I'm willing, like I'll put 200 bucks here, 300 bucks there. If I'm willing to part with that money, that's yeah. all I want to part with. That's I don't want to get a surprise of you owe us $9,000. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Fucking fake my own death. Those, those, those <laughs> Come are and nice. get it. <laughs> those are nice amounts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what I put on the Canadians hockey yeah. games. This, this is He's like, I did, I did really well. Made 900 bucks. Yeah, I, was yeah. like, I lost 900 bucks last night on the stupid fucking yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit. Yeah. No, if I start making real money, you never know. But I'm not a big gambler. I'm not that big on... Uh, I am, I'm a huge gambler. I know. Now I'm learning to separate my gambling money from my investment money. Like I've got RSPs. I've... On my way here, I was talking to a financial planner. Look at you. I know. I'm like, my dog's my I'm financial really planner. I'm trying to grow up. I'm like, you need food, you need shelter, I got to take care of you. <laughs> I'm going to plan my finances accordingly. If something happens to that dog, you're a dog person, you always had a dog. Uh, yeah, but I'm like, if they die, I'm fine. Within, Here's my thing. Within minutes. I'm in love with this dog. Yeah. You understand? I, I think, I've, I've thought about it. I go, when I have a kid, am I going to feel the same? I better fucking feel the same. The, the, I'd like to think you feel a little I, bit more. <laughs> I hope so, but I just mean it's so overwhelming with this fucking dog. I, maybe it's all the package, everything she's been through. Like I got her at seven years old, okay. and she was uh, she had PTSD. She was being beaten for seven years, locked in closets. Oh, she was completely fucked up, the dog. And she was like trembling. Her heart was fucked up. Uh, she looked like a rat. She was very thin. And then now, uh, four years later, uh, no, three years, uh, yeah, four years later, she's a new dog. New life, calm, happy. She looks good. She's fed, like, you know, because I give her a lot of love. Yeah, but re you, you realize you've got like two, three years max left with this. That's why I think about that. And then it devastates me, dude. It breaks me down to my core and it shouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't, for some reason, I feel like if I had the dog as a baby and it, it didn't have a shitty life for seven mm -hmm. years, I would obviously be sad, but I wouldn't have this, like in my head, I'm like, my world will shatter when something happens to this dog. Oh, man. I feel so... And she's the most excited person to see me. There's a parade every time I walk in the house. That's great. Uh, it's something else. So I And she's stuck to me. She's in love. So, I don't know. I feel... Uh, you're a dog person. You get through that shit. Well, um, I don't ever get... I don't think I ever get like that. Like the... So, we have two dogs at home. One of them is Angela's dog. So, she gets excited to see me, but not, you know... I don't. I guess because I don't reciprocate, <laughs> and the other dog is Reese's dog. So if Reese isn't home and I'm there, we hang out and it's fine. Okay, so you don't but have then the when same. When Reese gets home, then she loses her shit and does the whole thing, and I'm I'm like, what the fuck? We've been hanging out this whole time. You don't get this excited about me, and I'm giving you all the food and fucking. Doesn't matter, yeah. So I get I get the love for a dog. I just have never been. Um, I do. Don't get me wrong. I love the dog. 
I guess I just am pragmatic that I know what the dog is. It's a companion and they die. They fucking die all the time. They really die quick. I don't know why humans have chosen this animal with such a fucking grossly different life expectancy to us. Like parrots. That seems like they're a turtle. These have the similar life expectancies to humans. Be your companion for your life. But they're not the... Like I've never... <coughs> I never gave much thought to when people say like, you know, sentient beings, souls, this and that. Like I don't want... I try to think about that. The only time it's ever come in my head was with this dog, having this dog around. I go, this is fucking strange. Like I never thought about animals' emotions and stuff. But clearly this fucking dog has emotions. Oh yeah, for sure. And it would, I was like, fuck, that's so weird. Like, That's why being mean to a dog, that's where I become a dog person. Is people that abuse animals are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What kind of fucking sad asshole? Dude, this dog was so mistreated. She barely has any teeth left. Like she was getting punched. Like she, she had the uh, worst seven years. See, like fuck those people. When I got her, like when I adopted her, it was, they didn't even think she was going to last like a year or something. I only got her, I only had to pay 50 bucks to the SPCA. She's like a special needs dog. Like they were thinking, whoever the fuck gets her, you know, good, good luck. luck. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were thinking. And it was, she was scared of everything in the beginning. It took years to get her to this stage where she's a normal dog. But her, her seven years of beating stuff, apparently what the lady told me was, it wasn't even that they gave her up. The government took her out of whatever she was. So imagine some of them, maybe they went for the kids or something and they're like, what the fuck? There's a dog locked up in here, you know, like terrified. Oh, the government gave it to them and said, please try to find a home. This thing has not lived for seven years. You know, like this is not a life. So when I heard that, I was like, oof, I can't, I have to have this dog. You know, is she I, cute too? Oh, bro, she's, I'll show her to She's fucking adorable, bro. This dog's uh, something else. So how can people, be, like it's one thing to treat like when there's these snarly face fuck mutant dogs treat them bad but Look at her the dog is cute she's watching paw patrol uh, <laughs> see who mistreats a dog that's cute yeah so dumb is she's, that a yorkie hey uh she's a mix of a lot of stuff yeah. but the way she looks at me dude these big fucking eyes and i look so it made me so it made me think about that stuff. i mean fuck, a lot of people go through these losses of they like can go dogs. up to like 15 years though those little guys yeah, I'm only worried about her because she wasn't supposed to make it this far. Mm. Even though now she's healthy, they say, oh, you know, it's a whole turnaround. She has weight on her. And him. also, the, the they lose their teeth too, a lot of those small breeds. We had a Shih Tzu mix, Shih Tzu Latso Apso or whatever. Yeah, I paid to remove some more last year because they were... Yeah, they, they get all rotted and yeah, it's not fun. Feel bad for, but apart from the dog, bro. I am a dog guy, but uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, I'm pragmatic too. Like my sister had two pit bulls. She had to put a pit bull down recently and I'm like... Fucking six months overdue. This fucking thing just shitting its own. Like, that's oh, it was a, suffering at the end. A diaper on the dog can't get up and just. Uh, see no, I, 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 I don't think I'd want her to suffer like that kind of stuff. I wouldn't extend it for my own personal. Yeah. No, no. If it's better to go, I'm willing to make that decision. But I know it's gonna kill me. Yeah, it's rough for sure. It's rough. It's always gonna be rough. Anyways, I don't want to end on a sad note. I need you to tell people where do you want them to follow you? Where's your album available? Plug your shit. All right. I am uh, on all the social things. I'm the Derek Sege. So Links are all in the description, by the way. Just click. Instagram and all that. The Derek Sege. DerekSege.com. You can buy a physical album. There's a bunch of t-shirts I sell through the, the thing, too. All the albums are there. Or on iTunes or anywhere you stream your music, you can listen. Um, and DerekSege.com has the calendar where uh, I will be performing when everyone stops coughing. And if you're in Montreal this summer, as you know, me and Derek are, are going to be doing a couple of things during the festival. That's so right. whatever there's tickets available, I suggest you get them. Go to hahaha.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.